0: Yo, this is Ace. This is D. Back at the kickback. All right, so this is the third time we're doing the intro. I'm just gonna tell <laughs> myself, but um, we got Denzel live on location wherever he's at. What's good, bro?
1: Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, how
0: you how you feeling? In quarantine.
1: Pretty good. Just working, maintaining.
0: And Always working.
2: Good to have you on, of course. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. How you guys doing? Um, shoot, just. Staying busy, stay chilling. Hey, how about you?
0: Yeah, just, uh, it's cool. Taking it day by day. Um, I'm glad we're keeping this more consistent and, you know, just trying to stay busy, trying to get better every day. For sure. <laughs> Nothing too crazy. Denzel, what have where, where where you been up to? Cause I probably ain't seen you in like 10 years.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no. uh, lots of change, but right now I'm, um, I work out of LA. I do photography and videography for a record label called Internet Money Records. So they're responsible for a bunch of hits. Anything from Juice World's Lucid Dreams to the hit record he just dropped recently, which is Righteous. To they have did Plug Talk, Rich, Rich the Kid. They did Drake, Blue Tint on Scorpion. They did... Fucking the intro song on Thug's new album that just recently came out. So, it's a pretty
2: basically anything that's been coming out recently. They
1: had a hand in almost. Yeah, definitely Trippy Red. Everybody Six Nine. We've produced probably some of the hottest records that came out in the last like five years.
2: Yeah. So, and I know because we all pretty much grew up together. Me and Denzel, particularly, we'll go back quite quite some time, but uh it's always dope to see kind of how everybody else kind of like went off on their own path after you know after high school and all that other good stuff. Um I know uh Dempdel was one of the photography legends from Duval. Uh started <laughs> a lot of waves in more than one I avenue. I
1: wouldn't but, say a legend, I just I just um, thought it was a market for uh young people i guess to come up in there was nothing in Jax. i guess now that y'all have a lot of things i look in this is true like
2: yeah
1: from the outside looking in there's definitely a lot more stuff going on than what there once was what 10 years ago uh let's
0: see 2010
1: yeah it was 10 years ago yeah, yeah i would say really like a 20
0: yeah. that, all that stuff kind of started like 09 2010 I would say, at least uh, when I was getting involved in it.
2: I think, I think it was happening. Like there was always like stuff to do and I'm not trying to say that, that's like where everything started, like the big bang happened, right? Or, Or whatever you want to call it. But I think that now, I think that a lot of people who are our age are doing a lot more and I'm all for it. Like sometimes I'll get on IG and I'll see some of the work that people are putting out now for anything, you know, photography, uh, any type of media, basically, fashion, yeah. you name it. It's just it's just like at a way higher level than we were doing before. And I, that's actually all I could really want is for it to grow, right? So, but I feel like cool. it kind of did start around about that time, kind of, like, expanding out to to different things.
1: Yeah, I can definitely see there's a lot more talent or talented people in Jacksonville than... Maybe there always was talented people, but they never knew a place to showcase themselves. And so now, in this day and age, it's a lot more easier for people in Jacksonville to see other people's talent, whether it's on fucking Instagram, Twitter, or going to Art Walk. I mean, that... Art walk was always a thing, but at one point it wasn't like the cool thing to do, so yeah there was, yeah, I remember I remember that, that shit, and then or like going to Riverside, not many people did that shit now it's like everybody's at those bars, clubs, night things, or once they were before quarantine, so eventually the shit we were doing or everyone was doing back then became I guess the norm to do in Jacksonville, yeah, for sure,
0: I was gonna say, um. I don't know if I don't even know if our Walk came back after because I know they would. There was a couple like like shootouts and stuff. Oh, like recently? Uh, like last year or the year before. So yeah. I don't. I mean, yeah, I haven't been. I mean, obviously I don't live there. So, but I, I just know uh, they would. That that happened and that kind of slowed things up because I used to be even like after I joined the military. Um, twenty like twenty twelve, twenty thirteen. I mean, at least those first couple years after i would come back, I would try to hit up Art Walk, you know. But um, I don't know if that slowed up. Okay, so we had to ask somebody that's still there. But yeah, nah, yeah. Art Walk. That I mean, used to be like a, a spot everybody could, because Jacksonville's so big. You know, that was a spot like or a time that first what was it the first Wednesday of the month.
2: Yeah. 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 yeah
0: so you know, everybody could everybody could link up, or you know, I'm probably I'm probably sure that's where I met. I don't even know where I met like Denzel at.
1: Uh, I know DeMar. I met you through Tiffany and Corey back at Paxson. Ah, uh, good times. Uh,
0: yeah. Good times. Paxson. <laughs> okay, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> fucking skipping in that bathroom to go to gym,
1: bro. Uh, <laughs> so I think I've known you since <laughs> you were be- in like tenth grade. I'm known. I don't know, it kicks since like middle school, seventh grade, eighth grade.
2: Yeah, way back in the day. I uh, don't oh, know, back to the art walk thing, I have to just remember that after a while, like we, because the internet wasn't as powerful as it was in like 2010 and all this other stuff, that that was just kind of like the first place that everybody started to go. If you had like any type of creative fiber, if you were just like a consumer for stuff like that, everybody would just go to Art Walk. So, Everybody would be there. You see people try to get fits off. People would be rapping the same raps they've been rapping for forever or whatever. And then like, everybody was just coming up and hanging out. There's a couple of food spots who are all on the same street. Everybody would just loiter around. And, and like a lot of people kind of met from that era, from that first period. And then I feel like now Jack's kind of evolved from, I guess this is the outside looking in because I'm not there now, but it seems like they've kind of evolved beyond just meeting Art Walk. I mean, I think Art Walk will probably be important, but I think now everybody's so good at getting like-minded people together that they could just throw their own thing whenever. So it's like kind of the dope thing. I don't know if you guys um, had a chance to like look at some of the stuff like in particular that's been been going on around the, the area or whatever, but um, did you guys have like... I don't know, like any like opinion about it as far as like how it compares to what we were doing or
1: what do you guys think? Honestly, I just think for this, for the city of Jacksonville or in general, I don't know. I haven't been back in like six, seven years, so I don't know. Maybe my opinion doesn't matter anymore. But when I was there, the issue with everyone is either they wasn't being real with themselves or they wasn't being real with each other. So it didn't matter what the fuck you did, bro. Whether you was a musician, photographer, videographer, if everyone just says, "Yeah, man, your shit's dope," and trying to undercut each other on the back end, they never got anywhere. So the craft never got any further because you were only as good as your peer was. This so that's is why, I, yeah. That's why I never. That's what my whole issue was with the whole scene. Never really could understand it because I mean I knew everyone. I was around everybody, and everybody talked shit about everybody, and it kind of baffled me. Even Man. I would talk shit about certain people, but now that I've gotten older and kind of been out of it, I just hope that's not what's maybe the same shit going on. I mean, different people run the scene now, or are there are different figures that are more prominent. I was never a prominent figure, I, I would definitely say other people played a Better role as far as putting Jacksonville on the map.
2: I agree. I can agree with that. And I see exactly where you're coming from. Obviously, you want like the previous generation, or excuse me, the up and coming generation to optimize all of the good things that they were doing and or we were doing, excuse me, and then
1: kind just of leap, out, trim the fat a little bit. And like be real with one another, build and get better, not just kind of like. It's one thing to congratulate someone but then it's another thing to like give them criticism. Like that's the that's the thing that I don't think like genuine criticism enjoy. type yeah. of stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then people have to learn how to take criticism. I mean I mean at that age, what was I like 20, 21, 19, I probably wasn't trying to take many people's criticism like that, but I mean, I hope maybe the younger kids nowadays do i sound like an old ass nigga but, <laughs> but uh, it's just like damn i kind of i ain't never thought about it it's been 10 years right and in that time obviously a
2: lot has changed for you in particular because uh, if anybody's already familiar if they're not check out denzel on instagram denzel pillow also on youtube but um You've been doing kind of like a lot of work while well, since you've been uh, kind of moving around. You talk a little bit about that or some of the projects you worked on and you're particularly proud of or interesting stories um, of that.
1: Well, since Jax, I've done a bunch of things. But recently, probably the last like two, or three years, I've been into artist development. So I helped with developing artists like Ian or Poor Stacy. I help do, like, Instagram photos, videos, things like that, curate their Instagram profiles. This is before they were signed. So I'm more so on a development phase of artists. Now, anything they may have done after they've gotten signed, I mean, that's entirely up to there, but I'm, I'm able to build... I'm good at building a... How do I say this? Because I don't want to come off like... Foundation... Not 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 like a foundation, it's just kind of like getting an structured and it, getting something like off the ground. A, when you look at an Instagram profile, it's like a it's like a profile, it's like a breakdown of the person. So you almost feel like through looking at captions, comments and pictures and live stories, like you like you know who these people are. Well, I'm I'm really good at building a character for people to be entertained with.
2: Right, basically, kind of building up the persona. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I see what you mean, but now I know because I know Ian had did particularly like really well recently. Also, Stacey had some pretty good success recently as well. Um, Was there? I guess, like, as somebody who's like an artist on the artist development side, is there? maybe like advice that you would have or something that you would want to see in future artists that maybe you end up um, kind of teaching in the future or, or what have you?
1: Um, I don't know. I guess the only thing I guess anyone should understand is once you get to the big leagues, like the shit's a team effort. Like, all these artists, it doesn't matter if it's fucking Justin Bieber to goddamn Famous Dex. Like, it doesn't matter what level of artist they are. They have a team. And that's what makes artists more successful compared to other artists. And it, it comes... It, music plays a very valuable role. Don't get me fucking wrong. but That's just one part. The other part is the business side of it. Because it is a business. And if you go into music understanding that it's a business, then you'll be very successful at it, knowing that you're going to need to, whether, I don't know how to paint the picture for these kids or anybody in general, but like, you got to be willing to give up something to get something in return. You can't expect to just get something and not give up anything in return. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. I I would just say, I guess I would just want them to realize that you can't do it all by yourself. Every artist doesn't do it by themselves. They don't record their own music, make their own beats, fucking write their own lyrics, record it, then buy all their clothes, then fucking set up all their bookings, set up all their shows, then they get the track listing together they don't call the fucking artists to do the cover they don't not you know what i'm saying not not you can't do all of that it's too much work how are you going to be able to focus focus on the actual craft i think once artists understand that and learn to put themselves in situations where they can focus purely on the craft and put themselves around people that can curate their craft they'd be a lot more successful
0: what if somebody's used to kind of like doing everything
1: i mean try to yeah i feel what you're saying if they were to come out here it's just i mean they're gonna have to figure it out or they're gonna it's gonna take a lot longer to get where you want to be if you have to do everything you have to do every single thing now i just covered all the music side now he wants to make sure he covers his whole aesthetic of his image and then he wants to Curate his Instagram, and he wants to curate his Twitter, and curate this, and curate that, and curate. That. Bro, how the hell is an artist going to think of all these things? You're going to be doing this shit for months. There's no way. I've watched people try to say they'll do it, and they don't. And if there is some people that do it, good, for you, bro. But to the majority of people, they're not able to accomplish that. So if you're to come out to LA, you better start. You better start meeting people. You better start talking to people. You better start showing your shit around, advertising, mingling, getting in with people, knowing how to talk to people. That's how you're going to get in the positions that you want to be in. It's the people you know. They give you the best positions. It ain't about most of the times about your track record or, you know, what you can prove. It's more of like who you know. Definitely out here in L.A. it's going to be who you know. So I guess it might be good for somebody who says they can do everything. But then it's like, well, what do you want to be known as? Because when someone says, hey, I need somebody to engineer me, and then you say, well, shit, I know how to record. I record myself. You done fucked around and just pretty much told everybody you're an engineer. Instead of saying, "No, I'm an artist. I need to find an engineer. You see what I'm saying?
0: I feel like there's a lot of people, (coughs) any kind of artists or like, like a photographer or music person they try to move out to la and it's like it's i feel like it could get you can get easily like lost in the song
1: and it's also very expensive yeah yeah Yeah. so that's what also makes this shit very difficult because you got to figure it out fast because you're spending your money quick so your decisions bad decisions cost twice as much compared to living it back at home. And then there's also a different, there's a different feeling, you know, maybe young people may, I don't know if they understand it or not, or who the fuck cares if they're young or not. But when you, when you don't have that safety net back at the crib where you're like, Oh, if it all doesn't work out, I can fall back on this and this. You're going to think about life different and how you're going to move about differently and getting your shit done and not just be like, well, if it doesn't work out, then maybe I'll just go do this. You're not going to think and be on your hustle or be as hungry for something as someone who if this shit don't work out, they're gonna be homeless. If this shit don't work out, I ain't got nowhere to go. Facts. I
2: think that's kind of where you start to see, you know, how there's always the debate of like, oh, this artist should have blown up. Their music is so much better than X, Y, and Z. And I think that it's not necessarily the product is better or worse than somebody else, but I think the important thing is, is how do you do the business on the back end? Because if... If I'm a venue, right, and let's say I'm like one of the biggest venues in LA, and I know this artist, but I have no idea who you are, I'll never book you because I don't know who you are, but I know this person can get me these artists, and they always fill up my venue, so more than likely I'll deal with them, and that's one layer of it. Of course, this works in multiple facets, but I think the the power and how successful your music is, not only how good is it, because it's a very crowded space, but I think you have to know, like you were saying, in, in anything, but it's super important in the music industry because it moves so fast. You really need to know the right people and you really need to be aggressive on on trying to meet more people and trying to kind of, and I guess, perfect the business side of it, because you got all these people to take care of all these other options and functions that you need done that it's impossible to do all of this in one day. And these people are like extensions of you. So if you lose those connections, you lose those people, you lose time and you lose opportunity. So it's all kind of intertwined.
0: Getting off like the music thing. How do you like the West Coast compared to the, I know you stayed in Jacksonville, I don't know if you were there like your whole life, but how do you like it compared to?
1: I know what you're trying to say. Um, I like I like the West Coast better. The weather. There's weed. (laughs) I mean, it's just it's more of like a more. I wouldn't say it is like a laid back mindset, but people still work out here. Don't get me wrong, I still like New York City, the bustling, like always working, trying to get something done. It's just, I guess I, I was kind of blessed throughout being younger. My parents were in, the, my, my, my dad was in the military. And even when I was a little bit older, to kind of travel the world and see different shit throughout jobs and stuff like that. So I don't I don't look at it like that. It's like, which one's better? I just kind of like, I like the benefits from one compared to the other. You know what I mean? Let's good way to look like at some things yeah. I do miss about there's some things I do miss about Florida, but then, again, there's, like, I don't want to live there, I don't want to live in California, either, I don't, I haven't even seen Asia yet, so I'd like to see Asia, there's, there's there's some places in Europe I haven't seen, but, uh, California is nice, I mean, it's, it, it fucking, right now, it's, it's blue skies outside, it feels good as hell, it's like 80 degrees, but there's a nice ass breeze. I'm out here wearing like a hoodie, bro. It feels good. Yeah. Can't say
2: the same for here right now. Well, I guess it's not too bad, but it seems like every time I see all the stuff going on in LA, it's always like 80 nice
1: breeze, blue skies. And, it, and it's not humid either. Mm. So it doesn't like, it doesn't feel like Jacksonville where it's like my body is like. Feels like it's getting sucked dry, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was
0: gonna say it's like I've only been to California a few times, but every time I every time I go, I want to throw. I just want to throw on the old Dom. That's it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I seen when I was watching the Tony Hawk Pro Skater trailer, Dom Kennedy was in it. What? Oh, the really? soundtrack. I was like, what.
2: Uh so now that we're jumping tracks right quick cuz we were actually talking about this a little earlier how do you feel about the Tony Hawk Pro Skater remaster cuz i know that was like some of the stuff that we were into like
1: it's cool yeah it's cool i see personally me i would like the resurgence of uh sh- like sh- like skater culture back i think that's what's going to happen i think that's the new trend going to start seeing more skate skater culture like more like not the, grind, not, the more like, not the
2: look of it but the actual <laughs> culture of it like the actual skating part both both both
1: mm. because like streetwear is going to incorporate skate like streetwear and skating are kind of like one in the same in my opinion even back when i was younger a lot of streetwear brands i seen skateboarders wear the shit so it was just kind of like oh i guess this is like one in the same even like ain't goddamn supreme a fucking skateboard brand. yeah sorry it as a skateboard runner still me. is but even some of the new louis v shit or the virgil shit the shit looks it's very skateboard inspired very 2003 inspired in my opinion or that whole aesthetic is coming back and i'd like i like seeing that it's hd and i hope it's fun i mean it'll be something cool to play for like 20 30 minutes every now and then i I just don't really play video games that much. I'm starting to notice, I'm starting to, like, get burnt out. Not from them, just there's not enough hours in the day to worry about a video game in this time, you know? Yeah,
2: especially with the speed everything moves in Cali, so I understand that.
1: That, and uh, I'm not where I want to be in life. I want to be a little further. I don't want to keep... I understand that, too, yeah. Develop, I mean, developing artists is cool, and I like it, and I want to keep doing it. But right now, I'm getting my foot in the door in the music industry through photography and videography, which is cool. But like I said, you picked your gig. You know, it's like they say in the Navy, you choose your rate, you choose your fate. So mm-hmm. people know you as this. You got to move out of that box. You know what I'm uh, saying?
0: Definitely. Definitely get what you're saying. So <laughs> I <don't know. laughs> um, I was going to say, just going back, because... You were like the first person to really uh, show me what to do with a, a Canon, like a T one I. Jeez, then, yeah, it's a yeah, camera. that yeah, that long. So, um, <laughs> and I started doing like more music photography, like the past, or myself, I started doing more music photography the past couple of years, but I always kind of found it hard to knowing people is like almost like 100% the whole battle just to kind of get your foot in the door to be able to get access to the cooler stuff so i was saying because then there's a lot of music photographers that just kill they they kill shit but they don't and like me don't know like the right people so saying how how do you make those like personal connect or those connections to where, you know, it's kind of residual for both sides. I mean,
1: I got, I want to say, I honestly, recently haven't been making too many, too many connections. Well, it's dead now. But a lot of my, a lot of my connections I had, <laughs> you yeah, know, but I would say maybe even like up to a year ago, a lot of my connections I made were, believe it or not, from people from Jacksonville. The person who runs Internet Money Records, he's from fucking Jacksonville. So... I met him back in that whole fucking renaissance of goddamn art and subculture in Jacksonville and we've known each other ever since. Taz Taylor. He runs Internet Money. Internet Money Records. Yeah. So, Child
0: Taz. I still don't know what he
1: looks like. I've known him for about I've known him for about seven years. Um been fucking with him for a while. So he put me on to taking these photos. Let's see, once you get put on, you still have to perform. That's really like another thing. I have a bunch of stuff that hasn't came out yet. some of my photos I don't like any of my photos anymore. I don't know. Like I got every once I feel like once I take them, look at them and once by the done by the time I'm done editing them because I've looked at them so many times, I'm already over them so I just only upload them because I need content but I feel like I can always take better photos. As soon as I take them, upload them, it's like, damn. I could have done way better. Do you feel like
2: burnout happens a lot quicker because of the speed of everything in like LA and all the other good stuff? Because I can, I imagine mm-hmm. that content creators in general, no matter what you do will experience burnout when you get really into the thick of it. But in LA, I feel like you have to bounce so many hats at one time and everything needs to happen so quickly because LA is kind of like the center of the world. So, I think the demand to push out content happens at a much more intense rate. There, do you do you think that causes like maybe you or like maybe people around you to like burn out quicker because of that, or is that like fire that forges I better?
1: I don't know what anyone else's reason why they burn out would be. Real with you. I never really thought about it until you started asking me right now. But I don't think I actually ever really burn out. I think that might have just been some excuse I've heard from people. The reason why I'm probably at where I'm at now in life, or I haven't gotten to where I want to be yet, is because of just being fucking lazy. Nice. <laughs> just like, just like not even I guess saying being burnt out could be a lazy mindset, because you're it's you're hitting the threshold of it's getting difficult, and you're now saying I'd rather rest because this is getting hard instead of getting through that fucking threshold and then coming up with something. I mean, there's a lot of times where I'll send in an album art and they'll say, no, send it back, redo it, send it in. No, send it back, redo it. No, send it in. I've redone some shit 12 times before. And then Mm. in my mind, I'm looking at it like, damn, this feels like I've been doing the same shit, but I've looked at it months later and then was like, wow, okay. They might've had a fucking point here. (laughs) Stop being so fucking ignorant and thinking you you don't understand what's going on or you're burnt out, you'll figure it out.
2: Yeah, sometimes that does get a little hard to distinguish because like what you're saying is 100% true and that uh, it's kind of like a common keyword that's thrown out a lot where people are like, oh, I don't want to do it. I'm burnt out. I'm just going to take a break. But I guess in my head, burnout is, doesn't necessarily affect your performance, but you just don't you're kind of numb to what you're doing or you've kind of got to the point where you don't particularly care uh, about the craft and you're not doing bad work at all. It's just, you could really care less or you feel like,
1: um, kind of devoid from, like, from what you're doing. Like losing your drive or you're just kind of going through the motions? Yeah, I, mean, I like, guess yeah, in a nutshell.
2: Happened. Maybe I should have phrased it that way in the beginning.
1: But that. I don't like going in autopilot. That does happen. Mm. I know, but I, I I try to be aware of everyone around me. But my situation there's at least ten different people around me, so you can kind of see from other people's actions and what's going on and things of that nature. And it's a competitive mind state, so you can see like, damn, my performance must be hindering. But like they're they're knowing, fuck all that. I'm gonna just be honest with you. I know when my performance is hindering because I know what I am doing. So if you're being real with yourself and just stop it, then you'll get through it. Does that make right. sense?
2: No, that makes sense. And I think, yeah, like, it's definitely different in the team environment too. I hear you.
1: Because like, if you're, if you're at home and you're like, Oh, I'm not getting this done. like, I guess the best way I can describe it is because I come from like playing video games. So if you playing, trying to do this combo in a fighting game in street fighter, and it doesn't work, and you're playing someone, you're like, oh, I keep dropping this combo, uh, uh it's, it's the internet, it's the lag, and then you just, you know you ain't been practicing the shit. The other person may not know you haven't been practicing it, and you may say it in that situation, because you may be like, oh, I mean, I would have won if I would have like, hit, hit the combo, but bro, you didn't put in the practice. You can't say any other excuse. I just kind of apply pl- that same mindset to the same thing, if I feel burnt out or if I feel not creative enough, bro, why are you being laggy? You gotta, you gotta snap out of this shit.
0: Yeah. Mamba mentality right there. Yeah. I was say saying like, nah. um, just knowing when to hold yourself, you know, accountable. It's really like, cause there's a lot of, I mean, I think everybody's done it to where the first thing you blame is something external or somebody else. But, really if you if you're your first line of defense then you know in taking on the next challenge or just being trying to work on something you say you want to be better at like every day like every so often and you know sometimes you do got to pull back and take a break but you still got to keep that big goal in mind or like Denzel said like he's not where he wants to be in life so he's still trying to eclipse whatever he's at right now so um but i was gonna say i shoot more film now for photos than digital because it was digital it's so easy to just you know i'll shoot something shoot a couple photos and i'll look down and i'm looking for like instant gratification not really it's kind of more like an autopilot kind of thing but I don't know if you I'm I'm pretty sure you've messed around with film but it kind of slows you up in the process
1: yeah. it um it's weird I've been in that phase where you're at because when I showed you how to use the T1 I I was shooting film around that yeah time. like I, I shot film for like almost I've been shooting film probably up to like maybe the last two years before I I got my camera taken, but fucking, I actually find it harder to shoot digital than it is film now because film, film's a cheat code, bro. That's why I don't think so many people are keeping being honest. Like film, film is the cheat because it already has the nostalgia packed in it. It already offers a feel. It already offers a look. It already gives it packed to you. If you can just dial in the settings or just get lucky or just, I mean, come on, art is only a depiction of like each person's own emotion. So I may not like your photo, but a thousand other people may. So again, that film camera can make that photo just 10 times better. Now I've found it way harder where I take a photo with a digital camera, I upload it to the computer and it's like, damn, this image just looks fucking flat. I have to really extensively edit this and change everything around to get it that fucking feel and vibe that I once felt when I took a photo with the film camera. The hardest part about film camera is paying for the fucking film yeah, and getting it developed. Yeah. That's it.
0: I was gonna say, all those uh, <laughs> all those Visco filters are like, geared towards emulating film so yeah it's I don't know it's kind of crazy how everything seems to revert back to something that's happened already like 5-10 years ago or you know longer than that but I don't know Uh, you probably need you probably need content it kind of sucks because you at the with what you're working with, you probably need content way quicker than what film can get you.
1: Yeah. No, no, no. I ha- I have the luxury. I don't like look, if if I need it, my my nigga Taz will, will get it for me. If he feels like, "Yo, I want hey, I need this for this or this," he'll get it and we can do it. I got a film camera here. I choose to use the so- the Sony, I got a Sony A9, and then I've been shooting a bunch of documentary shit, so I shoot that on a Canon C300 Mark II that that shoots off 4K that that's I can't even argue with that that quality is A1 and the, the Sony A9 is good too like it's the, the technology now, nowadays it's so good it's almost like fucking dumb to not use the shit and you can get the look you're looking for from film like with like post in lightroom photoshop and you can get even more than what you can with just buying say a vh1 recorder or buying a film camera like that to me those are there it's like i don't know it's like reverse, reverse psychology it's like they're trying to tell everybody it's the harder and the true way to really learn and do this and it's like no it's not bro it's a cheat code
2: it's an eco booster too i feel like it's like is. um it's because there's always oh, going to be some like me. a classism with it like oh you you shoot on digital what are you a scrub like was, i don't know it's always like stuff like that but like realistically like at the high high level it's either you get the shot or you don't and yeah. the, the path to get there kind of doesn't matter but
1: i what made hmm. me what made me really change my mindset because i really thought like yeah film is like way harder and it's just so much easier to shoot with digital is i've seen some photos one time and i was like damn I got the same feeling as I once did looking at a film camera. Hmm. And the shit was a fucking digital camera. And the shit made me just be like, you dumbass. You fucking dumbass. (laughs) Like, you literally bought into the bullshit. You fucking idiot. Whoever this person was captured that same vibe and feeling and moment, whatever the fuck it was that made you stop for a second and just stare at that photo with a digital camera and you thought it was film and you've been shooting film yeah. photos for fucking 10 plus years. So that's what made me change my mindset on it. I think it's about the artist. It's still a device used to create art. It's about the artist behind the photo- like behind the lens. I think I've forgotten that. I'm just now getting back to that.
2: I think something you kind of both touched on a little bit. Uh it's kind of going off topic a little bit, but it'll wrap back around, <clears throat> is that even though like, like we were talking about at the highest level of whatever you do, or whatever craft you do, it only matters if you successfully executed it or not. But I think that there is use in exploring different options and different mediums along that way, because you might expand your understanding on how to do something in another lane. So, in no way are we trying to say one is better than the other, but I do think it is important to try and challenge yourself, and I think that also kind of helps prevent like burnout a little bit too. Is kind of just like switching up the your workflow to kind of keep you on your toes and all the other good stuff. So, uh, good good points brought up on from both of you guys. It
0: does that still there? It sound like he sneeze. You do sneeze or some shit. Oh,
1: okay. Um, yeah, you good. I,
0: yeah, I was just hitting the joint. My bad. Wow, oh, you
1: good. You good. Um, <laughs> you know, recently, I've been, um, I've been like, uh, I don't want to sound crazy, but I've been self treating myself with mushrooms, micro dosing. I've looked a lot into this shit. Believe it or not, bro, the shit is. That's what's been kind of like making me not necessarily like try to think so close-minded how i once was able to kind of like oh okay pull yourself really out of the situation and really judge you for who you are if that makes sense let's cut and i found like uh, a little bit of research on like mushrooms and shit they don't when they act when they like trigger in your brain they don't trigger the circuits like say your brain has for the reward system right so say like sex gambling fucking making money whatever the fuck that is in your brain them circuits that feeling you get when it happens adrenaline mushroom does much taking mushrooms mm-hmm. don't trigger those circuits so you're not ever addicted like i've only been microdosing because like i guess i would say i'm addicted to the like sounds crazy it's like the understanding of my own brain I've been able to do in the last like fucking few days Mm.
2: or the understanding of understanding I know like that's kind of like uh, one of the main reasons or one of the most common reasons I guess I could say is why people kind of start experiencing with with shrooms and stuff is that um, it's a really unique experience that you probably wouldn't get any other way and it's if done correctly is relatively harmless from from studies but uh
1: no it's not like I'm, I'm not taking anything above like an eighth nothing like that like this there's a bro there's people out there's doctors or studies everyone can check this shit out i'm not crazy like you can actually it was just how do i explain it i've always want to say i i was in my head but it would be on a maximum level. I don't know. It's like almost like a Duval state of mind where it felt like every nigga was trying me in any situation, everything. It could it could be anyone could be doing anyone. I could be getting off the fucking elevator and someone could be looking at me a certain way, I'm like, bro, why is this nigga trying me, bro? Why is this nigga or just at overanalyzing. Like me, yeah, like, I don't know if it's any, and it could be that's just one thing. It could be anything else. It could be, damn, I feel like he's trying to pull one on me, or damn, this is going on, or damn, what is this situation? Why is this? Why is that? And I just felt like, I i don't know. Like, the shit was just, felt like it was like a bunch of stuff. You ever seen, like, the recycling bin logo? That's what I felt like I was doing. I just kept fucking going in the same Bro, was shit. Like- I just had to figure out something. Yeah. And finally, been able to kind of, like, sit back and kind of help with that. But I think I started doing it maybe like two months ago a month ago did it for like a week then stopped for the whole month then the second month did it for a week and then stopped i only do it for like one meet one week out of the month and i just started again this week which ain't been bad i haven't took none today Mm. <laughs> I'm just saying. Huh? Would that's you so would you say that that
2: not to cut you off? Would you say that that's helped with like all the other work that you've done, like to not think so critically and, and kind of trust trust your gut or trust your instinct a little more?
1: Yeah. yeah. Yes and no. I mean, my mind I was more so focused on myself, and like I said, I think. I've gotten far in my life, and I'm I like where I'm at. I know I can be farther, and I expect more out of myself. And I think it's it's myself that's holding me back. It's like it's like fucking when Bruce Lee had that dream in that movie, bro, where he had to fight off that goddamn black samurai, and ended up being like his inner demons. It's that same. Type Not of true, shit. true, true. It's like you're hold you're holding yourself back, bro. I know that's like an old ass reference, but <laughs> like you're you're really you're really holding yourself back or at least I I am. think
2: I can, I can attest even from like uh, me personally, like I look back at a lot of stuff that I've done in the past. I was like, man, I could have went, I could have went way harder. And I think that's why um, even with like the smaller stuff that I do now, or maybe if it's something for like my quote unquote nine to five or whatever you want to call it, that I'm so much more invested. in when I see people who aren't kind of like, pushing themselves to do stuff. I'm just like, how, how are you getting here every day? And then just committing the same amount of effort for like five, 10, 20 years of your life and just okay with it. Like you're in the same spot that you were before. Like, doesn't it, doesn't that stress you out? Like, doesn't that give you an anxiety? And like, I think for me, I think both, both, both of those kind of play to me. It's like, I don't want to be stagnant, but at the same time, I'm always like super critical of like what I'm doing now. to a way, I think that I got it. it kind of keeps me motivated a little bit, but at the same time, it's like, like I, I can see, I can see exactly where you're coming from on that. Yeah,
0: I think a lot of people are holding themselves themselves back. Yeah, yeah. As long, I mean, I think like self awareness is. Just, I think I said it before, it's just like the key. Yeah. At least like try to do something about it, not. I don't know how i don't know how people can and i think it might it just might be like a younger generation thing too because it's like people not younger people don't stay at the same job like for you know however many years or just not getting complacent yes yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a it's a big thing
2: yeah we, well, we, um, we can't really like if you think about it yeah like uh gone i think are the days where you could like be the guy who works in the mailroom and then be, be the CEO like 20, 25 years later because you'll like starve and die if you stay at that job and, and just keep keep accepting that check and keep doing that same gig without getting in some type of like, I don't know, enforcement to go up, whether it be at your current job or somewhere else. So I think that all kind of plays into it.
0: I was going to actually ask you about the uh, new Batman.
1: is the new batman
0: good? Uh I mean no well I was going to talk about the um the the actually like the new movie that's about to come or come out. I didn't know if you were is it,
1: what's his name in it? Uh homeboy from Twilight? <laughs> yeah. forever the dude from Twilight. Okay, I'm I'm hit.
0: I'm hit. I'm hit. No, I'm just I'm, I'm just trying to cuz Basically, it was supposed to be uh uh supposed to be a younger younger person, and they, or younger Bruce Wayne, Batman, and everybody was you know skeptical about him playing it. And then you got what is her name Zoe Kravitz playing the Catwoman. Catwoman? Yeah, yeah.
1: They're just. I feel like they're just they're just grabbing names or people, whatnot. Why didn't they just? They wanted to do a young Batman. Just do Terry McGinnis.
2: I'm still kind of thinking to myself because everybody who grew up on Batman Beyond is like 20 or 30 something and would gr- gladly pay money to go see a Batman movie. Like why would they not attempt to do Even one of those? Nice, yeah,
1: That's a, it's a futuristic Batman. It's a, it's a storyline I think would be nice to see in this. Dark dark. I agree. Yeah. We're tired of seeing the old dark, grim Gotham city. What about a new, upbeat Gotham City and they need a younger Batman to patrol the streets because it's some it's some neo-cyberpunk-ass world. It's not... You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Whatever. They, they could do that. Instead of us trying to keep, say, judging the Joker, fucking who did the Joker better over the last fucking 30 years because it's all been technically the same Joker. Now this new Joker doesn't have to... Stay by those rules of the previous ones. Yeah. He's in a completely different world, a different realm. Like, it, you know, they, I feel like movie adaptations of comics are just trash. They barely they barely get it right.
2: I think, yeah, I can see that a little bit. But i always like to just separate because i never try to judge accuracy in movies because they are kind of in their own continuity so um yeah there's there's that all
1: right you remember spider-man 2 you remember spider-man 2 back in the day when he had to fight Doc yeah.
0: Classic. that's still the best well done, honestly superhero movie. i think that's like still well done yeah
1: then did you did you see how bad they bombed Spider Man 3 then? Oh
0: yeah. Oh yeah, and everybody they just had too much and then too much shit going on in that.
1: You see the what? What was the new one? The spectacular Spider Man? What was the one with the fucking homeboy from the social network? He was in one. That shit didn't do too the well. The amazing the amazing Spider Man. Yeah, the amazing Spider Man. Yeah. And then these ones recently, the one he did with Mysterio and Jake Gyllenhaal, that would have been cool, but they kinda that kinda felt rushed at the end yeah
0: yeah i I can see that i feel like it's uh it kind of sucks now because just like i guess with anything like any kind of entertainment like it's kind of like a cash grab now because if it comes out
1: everything's about that though bro it's yeah everything's a cash grab even back to music everything's a cash grab imagine this bro saint john dropped a song it was cool. It was, it was cool. Got a decent amount of plays, whatever. They drop a TikTok remix so someone remixed the shit and the shit went viral. Bro, he hasn't... That same song was back on the billboards now. Man. He's back in the game. Yeah. <laughs> like, think how... It's just... It's all money now, bro. Everything is done for money. They People pay TikTokers to make their songs pop. Yeah. Influencers and inst- all that shit just about bread. Even movies. Zoe Kravitz, she's not a bad actor. I ain't hating on her, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, I mean, Holly Berry was Catwoman. I guess. I guess. I don't know. I don't, I
2: I don't keep
1: remembering that basketball than, scene. Why? Why even have? Why even have Catwoman? Why not give us fucking poison ivy? She was way more interesting than fucking Catwoman.
2: There's more storylines to go off of with Catwoman than Poison Ivy, though. Um, but I, to to kind of talk about the the younger casting, I think DC's thought is is if this is somewhat successful, they would want to keep the same actors forever because nobody wants to see a 50 year old Batman unless, of course, they do Batman Beyond, which that's another reason why they should start thinking about that. But. Um, I think that's what their thought is, but DC Studios can't seem to get their stuff together in the comics too. Like they end up rebooting their worlds like every like I don't know three to four years. So it's like they can't. It's like they can't put pen to pad for a long term period of time for like any media that they're putting out, and that's why uh, DC was entertaining a buyout from Marvel, which. I still couldn't imagine that going through but I mean we also have Sonic running around in a Mario game so I guess if the dollar is high enough but
0: yeah it's uh, I don't know like (laughs) it kind of sucks that it's just a it's just a cash grab now because if you even think about the a lot of the Marvel movies, honestly, I mean, they're good when you watch it, but there's only like a few I feel like I can remember, like I can really remember that were worth those two hour, you know, that two hour <laughs> and thirty minutes I spent watching it. I do yeah, feel I think those are
1: more more loved in the DC movies, though.
0: Oh no, definitely.
1: I think it's just because of the characters, bro. But those movies all start the same. Either the villain is introduced in the first five minutes of the film or it's a recap of what happened within the last film and then superhero goes through a conflicting time fights a villain or doesn't know who he's fighting takes a loss they got to figure out shit on the villain figure out shit on the villain fight him one more time they almost lose their life somehow get away with it and then they figured out what to do re- re- regroup join in and then bam they get it done And then there's some comedic relief throughout the whole fucking movie. And it's like, bro, this shit is so repetitive. Like, every movie I just said happened like that. Every movie. Goddamn. Guardians of the Galaxy, exactly like that. Avengers, exactly like that. All the new Spider-Mans, exactly like that. Fucking Black Panther, exactly like that. The shit is But I think insane, that's just movies bro. in
2: general, because you it know, kind of like... I mean, obviously, you know, because like whenever you do something as simple as a song, like the song structure is a certain way, and I think timings for stuff in movies is expected at a certain way, because you never really see movies try to go against the grain really hard unless it's like an indie movie, and their their point is just to do something different. But I think that... Because there's like 80% of the people who are going to see the movie cannot really give two shits about how interestingly the plot is or how all this is done at a different time marker than something else. I think they just want to see something like executed decently. Like it just has to be put together well in a way that's not extremely jarring that uh, I don't know, anywhere from like a 12 to a 50 year old or a a 90 year old could get when they watch it. Right. So
1: Why don't they just spend the money and, I don't know, let Quentin Tarantino make a fucking Punisher movie? (laughs) Imagine that. That shit would be crazy as fuck, bro.
2: But it would be just another Quentin Tarantino film with him using the IP of Punisher, right? It would
1: be Quentin Tarantino. Quentin Tarantino and Marvel presents the Punisher, bro. That's right. different. That, or The Punisher, directed by right. Tarantino. No, that no,
2: no. I, so, I, so I understand what you're talking about. And I know Tarantino does slightly different stuff with his directing, but it's it's still, like, there's still signature Tarantino things that you can expect with his movies, too. I mean, they would be different from the Marvel movies now. And, like, you'll start to see... Because I, I know that was kind of, like, an issue before all of the Marvel movies were, like, the...
1: So you expect you expect a Quentin Tarantino superhero movie to play out like every other Quentin Tarantino movie? Yeah, because it's
2: directed by him. All the movies that you've seen from the Marvel movies are similar because they're majority, like, Russo brothers involved. They're stepping back in the next phases, and that's why you're seeing all these other directors do the new movies that are getting ready to come out. So I think those will start to, to feel different than all of the pre-endgame stuff. All the pre-endgame stuff was like, it's a Russo brother, and they're telling somebody what to do. Whereas like Russo brothers are like, all right, we've just mapped out what we're going to do for the next couple of years. These are the directors we're going to have do these movies. We want something similar to this, but we kind of let the directors do what they see fit for this narrative. So I, I do agree with you on that, that some of the narratives for all of the movies seem to kind of blend together a little bit. But all of the new movies that they're getting ready to do are so different that they couldn't do it the same way or else they would be wasting a lot of money.
0: I guess, I guess he was saying, like, I guess it would be just, like, a change of pace. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, yeah like, you're good, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I, can't, just, I mean, we can't see each other, so it's like... Don't. Oh, no,
2: no, I mean, yeah, we're good. not. I'm just making it clear. Like, we're not arguing. We always talk like this. No, no. <laughs> no, no. I thought I, I like, you were confused. He
1: was saying, because I keep oh, interrupting him. Gotcha, right? Yeah, yeah. Fucking... Uh, I I just I just think like the take on superheroes would be nice if other directors got a chance to say, but like you know imagine I don't know Scorsese doing a fucking a Marvel a Marvel movie I don't know which characters I mean he does a bunch of mob movies and shit but different directors with their spin on an actual superhero movie would be way more better than the standard superhero movie take because even if it is different directors they still follow like a fucking guideline that seems to work whether it's disney saying hey y'all gotta do this shit or fucking they just say man we know this shit works we're just trying to be number one every box office
2: right i wasn't scorsese the one that said that marvel movies aren't movies or something like that yeah. what I yeah, yeah, yeah i guess okay, it's, it's funny that you mentioned him but uh, <laughs> yeah
1: so so imagine him doing like a fucking i don't know Wolverine versus Spider-Man or some shit like something dumb. So, Hulk versus Can we get a fucking better Hulk movie? They did. They had one with Christopher. Well, not Christopher Nolan. With uh, what was his name? Uh, was uh,
0: They're talking about the one that came out Edward, in like two thousand eight.
1: Ed, Ed yeah. Norton. Ed Norton. It was with Ed Norton. That was good. Where he dropped his little blood inside the little fucking juice, the soda factory and shit. But like that one was lit. They didn't. They didn't touch back up on that. I guess they couldn't afford him. Well,
2: I think... I, I don't know why they... I, I don't know exactly the legal reasons or why they didn't go with him again or whatever,
1: but... They probably didn't want to pay him, just like they didn't want to pay Terrence Howard. So they paid But
2: But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think that, like, if you think about it, now now we've kind of already opened these can of worms. Like, as much as I, I do like comics, uh, like, comic book characters are just very tired tropes, like, in general. Like, there's... If you look at Marvel and DC, they're going to do it a very cookie cutter way, even with newer stuff for the most part. Like, so there's there's a bit of a spin on some of the new stuff, but it's pretty much following the same formula they've created for 15, 60 years. Like, this is stuff that's been coming out since our parents were kids. So, like, I guess I'm not really.
1: It's going to die out soon.
2: Yeah. Well, I think it. Honestly, I would be surprised to see how the next phase of Marvel does because <coughs> I. I couldn't imagine the superhero theme going on for so long because I think a 16 year old kid probably wouldn't care as much versus like when we were 16, comic books were still coming out of their golden era, which was like the 80s and 90s. So like, I don't know, 20-ish, 20 something, 2010. It was still coming off of that era. But now, like if I was born in like, I don't know, 2015, like why do I care about a Marvel comic? Like I, I'm i into anime and stuff. like. And they they cannot get those anime uh, those live actions right, so I think they're just probably going to end up moving to doing like animations, yeah, like animation movies because that would be I think something that should be more commonplace. That would be the comics of the future, I guess. And I yeah.
1: I mean, I think it's it's going to just take like the right anime or the right video game to be a movie adaptation for them to be like, oh shit. Let's just run it up. I mean, they already kind of did something with the Witcher. Yeah. I know it's a video game and a book, but like that Netflix show makes me be like, okay, this shit's possible. Could you imagine? They can do it literally. They could do a TV show called Elder. Oh Spirit. yeah, that would be ridiculous. And go on for fucking mm-hmm. seasons. I know they tried it with WoW. It go on for seasons. Yeah. Wow. So, there's there's shit like that, where I think they're gonna start investing in. I mean, they can make Metal Gear Solid movies. They can they could make goddamn. Fucking, they could literally make a movie called GTA. They could fucking do all of these things. Movies are probably. I mean, video games are going to be definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I can't
0: believe they haven't made a Metal Gear Solid game or, I mean, a movie or fucking like Halo. Like, oh, they dropped the ball on that too. Yeah.
2: Now I think that Halo is like kind of like way out of its prime. I think that I don't.
1: I really find it weird, like personally. Because back then I was into Sony I and mean, it wasn't in the Xbox, but I kept up with video games heavy as a kid. And I've never seen why people fucking like Ada like that. <sighs> All everyone right, everyone now like, we're going wow. oh, to have to end the episode <laughs> here. <laughs> like, <wow. laughs> like you no, know, I'm being real, bro. Like, y'all got, y'all got, y'all got, y'all got bamboozled, bro. Y'all sound like Playboy Cardano, oh, bro.
0: Like, <laughs> Okay, Boomer. <laughs> what
1: do we get? What, what we get? by Halo.
0: <laughs> Be specific.
1: It's not that good of a game, bro. It's really not. Like a shooting game, but it's not that lit. I guess it's just because it was that console and it was like a first person shooter. It changed the first person shooter game. Console,
2: I don't think there's any like genre that was more impactful next to like uh mm. quake and like call of duty i would say what? i would say call no, no, of duty just crazy? because of the level of accessibility call but of like like that multiplayer fighting. I mean, but the multiplayer it. aspect of it like halo was the first to like hit the ground and run with it at that level like in less, bro mechanics. mechanics the mechanics is kind of like of objective though but they didn't yeah what? i I don't know. You're also talking to a Call of Duty hater, so this this could be its own episode. So, oh, haters. Just think about this though.
1: Aiming, aiming down sights, and now like sprinting is like a standard in fucking shooting games now. And who the fuck Call of Duty had that shit started, bro? Had everybody aiming down sights and sprinting and shit? There was there's man just shooting on some Overwatch shit. That shit ain't fun, bro. Hell no! That don't feel accurate. That you're just using the cursor on the fucking screen.
0: I never heard of it like Halo. Like <laughs> somebody hate on Halo like this.
1: Bro, Halo's okay. Wind, bro. <laughs> I just I... Halo Halo Two was all right. Halo Two is cool, but Halo One, man, that shit was
2: cheap. Halo man. Two is like you got six Halo... people sitting on the same couch playing uh, a shooter, and I think that. In the context of now, that's not lit. But Halo Two changed the game. Like, could you imagine like the first time, like the first game that was like at that level, and like you and all your friends got on Xbox and uh, all got on Halo at the same time, and y'all weren't at the same house, which is this is like a new concept at the time. Because like even for PC stuff, like Quake, you had to have like like eight or nine PCs, and you had to go to the same house, so that house was all hot as hell. Not everybody had PCs, but everybody had like Xboxes and stuff in the house.
0: That's how I was saying that. Yeah, I I feel like that was in just like a community aspect because you had the online. Then even like custom games were big at that time, to where you can people actually embrace like playing with their playing with their friends, play that the same game for like three years, and it didn't get tired tiring. So I don't know where Denzel's coming up with this stuff. So
1: like <laughs> I mean I also did play I played Battlefield. I was really good so he was you
0: playing World War One for I like
1: had, I feel like they had Battlefield they had Battlefield Modern Combat. That shit was fun. And that was fucking like kinda of based in like the war in Iraq and shit in Afghanistan. So it was like modern but it was desert terrain and stuff like yeah. that. So on PS2, it was pretty cool. Going against the grade. I think, I think, all that shit went out the window by PS3 when Street Fighter Four dropped. I just yeah, all everything.
2: I don't. I don't remember what I was. I remember playing Halo up until Street Fighter came out. When Street Fighter Four came out, like everything stopped. I I don't know what I was into. I just remember getting Street Fighter Four from uh, my friend KB. Shout out KB. He was like, "Hey man, I'm done with it. I just beat the story mode. You can just have the game. Like, there's nothing else to do." And I said, "Oh, bad. Beat
0: the story mode and fighting was done." Yeah, he said because wow. he's like a he's like a story mode guy.
2: Like, he'll, he'll like play through like the story mode in games. Like he might play like online for like the first week, and then he'll be like, "No,
1: nah, I, I don't want to play
2: this game again." So like, he gave me Street Fighter Four. He,
1: he paid fifty dollars for like. Hey, five that's a there's a different
2: type of because me, I'm like, give me one game, and I'm gonna play a bazillion hours of that game. And I guess it's because whenever I was younger, I never yeah. was. Like, my parents were never like, yeah, you want a new game this week? We can go get a new game. I couldn't even, I wasn't even allowed to, like, rent games from Best Buy or, not Best Buy, whatever was uh, Blockbuster. Blockbuster.
0: Wow, best yeah, best I wasn't even league.
2: like allowed to, like, rent games like that. I would get one every now and then. But, like, that's why I started getting into fighting games because I was like, oh, I can do the biggest combo and then beat the game the quickest and I can do all the stuff with those other characters. Like, even before I knew all the high-level stuff, like... I just learned how to milk the game for everything that it was worth. So it was like multiplied whenever Street Fighter came out because that's when like the tournament scene for fighting games like blew up again. That's a whole other thing too.
0: Yeah, maybe next time we go over that stuff. All right, because yeah, no, because like.
2: What I was gonna say? Yeah, because that would be like
0: yeah, that would be like a whole other hour.
2: Yeah, I was gonna say uh, <laughs> final statement: Street Fighter for is to fighting games as what halo 2 is to shooters and i'm gonna stand on that i think you'd have to agree on that yeah i
1: mean
2: no no comment -hmm. okay so i'll I'll take that as a yes we can go ahead and take you take us
0: out you You can take us (laughs) outside but yeah man uh it's a pleasure having denzel on here um Hopefully, whenever this coronavirus thing lifts, we can make it out to L.A. Maybe I, or, you know, see in another 10 years or some shit, but hopefully <laughs> it don't go that long. Um, but, yeah, this is Ace. This is D. The- and yeah, we got Denzel. He's Oh, can I do like a shout-out? Like yeah,
1: shout out? yeah, dude, yeah, yeah. What do your thing. Uh, shout-out, you know, shout-out my girl. Shout-out shout out Ice. Shout out Taz shout do, out Kick, shout out Avery, shout out Malk, shout out Quan, shout out Kels. Damn, who else am I forgetting? Shout out my brother. hmm uh,
2: all the Griselda ad libs.
1: Shout out shout out Will. Mm. Shout out Shay. Shout out mm. Fucking Fraza. Mm. Damn GMB, we all we got. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's it, bro. That's all I could think of off the top of my head.
2: And uh, where can they find you at if they're looking for you
1: online? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, check me out on Instagram. Chat me out, face ass. <laughs> Look at that. Check me out on Instagram. Dinzo Pillow. It's one L. And then also, I just dropped... Uh, recently, been doing a cooking show. Cooking with Coyle Ray. Shout out, Coyle Ray. That's a homie. Fire was content. Third, third episode that came out. It's pretty cool. You should check that shit out, too and um i got a bunch of other future projects coming out i got a few music videos coming out that i recently directed and shot and also be on the lookout for that internet money documentary coming soon hey thank you for stopping by man we appreciate it
0: yeah i'm gonna have to get in the uh the denzel dojo man (sighs) try to I i gotta get like this man but yeah man let's stay working yep and we out